I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Mm. We are currently recording this podcast from Kauai. We're here on a mom trip. Uh, if you listen to future episodes, we will have recorded them from here as well. How do you say Merry Christmas in Hawaii and Amy? Hale uh, Maliki. Malakaliki Maka is Hawaiian way. <laughs> That's good because it's it's before Christmas. If you're if you're listening to this in like 2020 in June, then that's not relevant to you. But um, yeah, so we're here on a mom trip. You'll hear more about this. We're not going to go into detail about our mom trip. Mom trip in future episodes, you will learn more about that. Um, this episode is with the humiliatrix Sierra Lynch. Not to be confused with Sierra, I call her that Sierra many times in the podcast, is Sierra Lynch. She's, yes, a humiliatrix, which is a dominatrix who specializes in humiliation play. Now, here's a shout out, not a shout out, a note. The volume sound is a little messed up. What happened is you sound great, April. She sounds great. But my microphone sounds like I'm in the corner talking. Not in the corner. It's like in the corner of your ear. It's that weird function that we did once or twice on our podcast on accident. So it's still a great podcast. But I just want to let you all know that we are aware that it sounds like I'm hanging out in the corner of your head <laughs> talking to you. Um, and that it's, it can be a little obnoxious. And it's all good. It's a great podcast. And it's very interesting to hear her. She's this beautiful, awesome woman. She's been on Joe Rogan. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Like yeah. check out uh, if if well, hey if Joe Rogan you're listening right now, great job. We would love to be on your podcast too. <laughs> uh, but she was on Joe Rogan, I think in like 2015 or something. Yeah. But she has the most interesting job in the world. And we won't go too uh, too deeply into that. You can listen to the podcast and find out more. But uh, yes, she gets paid to humiliate people um, for a living uh, in a sexual way. So it's pretty awesome. As pretty awesome. So before we dive in, though, a couple a couple pieces. Our wonderful friend Elise, who runs Steel and Grace, the studio in Santa Cruz that is a pole dancing and erotic empowerment studio for women. Um, she is offering an online course called the Radi Radiant Woman Immersion and is open for enrollment, I believe, that starts in January. And the Radiant Woman Immersion is a six-month program, and it's developed to support women, entrepreneurs, and business owners to lead with their feminine genius for authentic leadership as a woman and create a sustainable, thriving business. We've talked about this on past podcasts with her about how April and I <laughs> very much lead from our masculine because we're like heady doers, do, 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 go, go, go. Um, and she really helps to teach women on how to lead from their, their feminine and to move more into their flow and more softness and with more... 
um, more grace, but also in a way that feels really good to them, which I could use so much more of, um, but also as a way to up your business skills. And it also includes in-person retreat. I think it's like also a three-day retreat. So it's individualized coaching, group trainings, and a luscious three-day live retreat. So to learn more, go to, oh, Jesus, I, it's her, the way she spelled her name, Elise Ap- Apostolos, which is E-L-L-I-C-E-A-P-O-S. T-O-L-O-S dot com. Wow, did I say that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So go to EliseApostolos.com and you can find out more. Listen to past episodes to uh, she did. What was our recent one that we did? The title? It wasn't about S Factor pole dancing. It was the uh, yeah the art of ero- the erotic dance. It was like a couple episodes ago. We recorded it in her studio. Listen to that. She's awesome and she has a sexy podcast voice. She's amazing. She makes the most sexy noises when we're doing uh, those classes with her. She does these and it's sort of sexy. And recently, uh, my, one of my friends has actually hooked up with a dude that has hooked up with her and i was like i was wondering if that's how she sounds when well she listens to most of the episodes so you can actually ask her in person i haven't seen her since the that i found out that but the reason that i know is because she's been in her podcast and that's how the girl told me so there was like a whole triangular situation anyway elise i want to hear your orgasm sound it sounds like a like a little bird. It's adorable, a cute little bird. Um, okay, so uh, a couple other pieces before we dive in. And the holidays are coming up, friends. The holidays are coming up. Oh, actually, before we do the April wants to read a review. She just starts shaking a phone at me, saying she you need yeah. Here you go. There's like some great reviews. Um, so okay, reviews. We love your reviews. We have so many awesome ones on iTunes. We get them in our email box. We love all of them. Please don't stop. Uh, if you've never wrote a review about us, we would appreciate it on iTunes. It helps to make us more searchable. And here is a great review from a listener, a recent one from November. This one is titled, I Wish There Were More Stars. Then five. Which I feel like is such a beautiful title. So... I have never written a podcast review before, but SS inspires me to it. Tonight is Thanksgiving, and as I consider all the things I am grateful for, I am not kidding when I say April and Amy and SS are way at the top. They are fun, funny, and freeing. Their guests are impressive and thoughtful. The whole show provides energy, motivation, confidence, information, every superlative I can think of. Listen to this podcast. Subscribe. Do it now. That was amazing. That's sweet. We love we love hearing these things. One thing I'm really grateful, that's that's great that that was just written on Thanksgiving. That's like pretty special. Um, One thing I'm really grateful for, and this is not Thanksgiving, this podcast is coming out the week before Christmas, actually, if you're a Christmas human. Um, But I'm grateful for the fact that April and I are both pretty humble motherfuckers that (laughs) that we like we see all these these things. We get these emails every day. We see these testimonials and we just get excited and giddy. But um, in no way do I see us getting really full of ourselves or like basking or boasting. And we're just like, oh, my God, that's the sweetest thing ever. I'm incapable. I actually when people are like, oh, you're shameless sex. I'm like, yeah. And then they usually say something like, thank you so much for what you're doing. So I don't know. I love this journey that we're on and I feel so empowered by it. And I feel like the only reason we're doing it is because of the listeners out there. And these reviews uh, are just, 
almost icing on the proverbial cake that is empowering like and fueling us. Mm-hmm. Bonus. Um, so yeah, keep up the good work, everyone. We love you. Couldn't do it without you. Much love. Podcast over. Just kidding. So <laughs> I kid. Holidays are coming up, as I was saying before, before April got too giddy and wanted to list to read the review. Um, and it's kind of crunch time right now, but you can definitely get pretty quick and easy rush delivery for things. One thing you don't need to deliver is OMGS because you can buy it online and nothing is shipped to you. It's all digital. Um, so this is a great thing to give to someone who owns a Volvo or if you know someone who loves a Volvo. Um, it is an online program that teaches you all the many ways to touch a vulva for more external pleasure, all the different options on the menu to enhance the menu. Even if someone feels like they've figured their body out, um, it's going to make things even more exciting and juicy and add more techniques that you didn't even know is possible. So whether you're someone who is a vulva admirer or a vulva owner, this is a great option for you, a gift for you, a gift for someone else. Go to omgs.com backslash shameless and you get $5 off. Uh, and you can watch it over and over again. You get the whole season. It's not a subscription. There's 62 videos and 11 modules and lots and lots of entertaining fun and also educational fun. It's very tasteful. So um, that is something that you don't have to worry about delivery options. But wait, what? there's more. What am I going to get you for the holidays, Amy? Do you know yet? Is it 12 sexy days? How did you know that? I'm smart. Damn it. You know what I want? I want that and I want horoscope. Okay, well, if you, and I'm not kidding, this 12 Sexy Days thing is so, so beautiful. It's like an advent calendar that you can punch out, but their whole goal, so Bijou Indiscrets created this really cool thing. And if I lost you because you thought this was an advertisement, I'm trying to gain you back because this isn't an advertisement. It's really authentically me trying to explain to you how fucking cool this gift would be. I'd even give it to my mom because it's jewelry, blindfold, a body harness, everything in it. If you go to bijouindiscrets.com, you can check it out and they'll actually give you 15% off by using the code shamelesssex on their site. But one thing that they said about the box, which is why Amy and I were like, we have to talk about that to our listeners because they will love it at that. They're focused on celebrating not only like the seductive side of humanity, but also the empowerment side, helping people feel sexy, helping people honor their bodies and having things look good on their bodies and feel good about wearing accessories. And it can be for you. It can be for you and partners. It can be forever. But uh, check out the 12 Sexy Days on bijouindiscrets.com. And I'll spell it for you because it is difficult if you're not French. It's bijou, which is jewelry in French, which is B-I-J-O-U-X. And indiscret is I-N-D-I-S-C-R-E-T-S.com. That's so funny. On a past episode, she nailed it. And now like... You know, and then she's like, I, I got second place in a spelling bee. But now you have Hawaii brain, which has turned to mush. Um, another reason why I think this is awesome, this gift, is because it's so many gifts in one. And it isn't just this one day of like, all right, here's a whole bunch of gifts. And you don't even need to get it. It's not, it doesn't have to just be for, for the December holidays. This can be for Valentine's Day. This can be for just because day. Yeah, just to celebrate someone. And then they That's get... That's I want to give it for you. You're going to give me a just because gift? Oh, Jim, you're so sweet. Honestly, the jewelry, you could wear it. I I wear, there's like a, because they, 
gave us a box to share. So um, I've been wearing the little body chain just as like a sexy little accessory. It's so it's so hot. You know, you've, you're the one that turned me on to them years ago. Women own company. Yeah. Women own a company. So shout out to them. We love our women owned companies. Um, another thing too, just crunch time uh, for uh, the holidays. But there's the horoscope line, which we've talked about. Great gift item, under fifty bucks. I think it's forty bucks. You can get it at Pure Pleasure. So if you're in Santa Cruz, go to Pure Pleasure, and it's uh, a little necklace gem related to your zodiac sign, and then a finger vibrator, and then a specific clitoral balm, earth, earth air, water, fire. Um, great, great, great gift item. Like, this is my favorite gift item. It's super cute. So we have them at Pure Pleasure or in the store or on the website. 15% off if you use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps. Um, love this item too. So wait, this is coming on the 18th. It's crunch time for the holidays. Oh my God, it's happening. But if you order right now, you can get it. And it's packaged beautifully. You barely would have to do anything. You can just be like, here, I got you a present. It says horoscope in this gold foil. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah. We like people that put a lot of thought and intention into their offerings. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, humiliatrix, everyone. How do you all feel about this? Are you uh, open to hearing someone talk about um, getting paid to, um, to mail their period panties to someone and <laughs> for $250 or whatever it was? Um, if you are, then you should listen. And if you are... Um, a little squeamish about these kind of things, then maybe, um, maybe broaden your horizons as April. I was gonna say you could uh, make. It. We just want. I just like to put out a little warning that there is some conversation here that is um, is what what some people have never heard of. Right. It's what my mom calls racy. Racy. <laughs> it's not a dinner table conversation. <laughs> no, we do not talk about my period panties at dinner table. Don't do it. But. But it I might make you do weird shit, Amy, just like the humiliatrix. Dot, dot, dot. Consensual. I consent. <laughs> I, yes, I consent. And what we do say, too, is like if it's out there, someone's into it. Right? And different strokes for different Dress folks. Up like a baby right now in a diaper and dance. <laughs> <laughs> and dance? I mean, yeah. Like the Ally McBeal baby oh. we talked about. <laughs> what is the song the, that we were, you were singing it today? It was... Um, Chaka, uka, uka, ah! Get this hook down a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I am believing. <laughs> oh my God! I think it's all right. Anyways, <clears throat> all right. Without further ado, <laughs> it's time for Ciara uh, Lynch, the humiliatrix, and her dancing baby. <laughs> Sierra Lynch. Hi, guys. Thanks Hi. for having me. Hi. Yeah, thanks for being here. And Sierra has uh, her own podcast, and she has a co-host as well that um, we will be going into her podcast as well. Um, and so it's great. I love, we love having other podcasters on here because they know how to talk. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Very helpful, yeah. So, Sierra, tell us about how did, how did you get to where you are today? Tell us about your journey to get to the work that you're doing. So I work, I think the best word to describe it is I am a humiliatrix. Did you create that name? No. Or Okay, that is already had a name. Yeah, it already had a name. Okay. It's not very well known, but okay. I did not, I cannot take credit for it. I started out, I was 17 years old, and I was living in Japan as an exchange student. And I did not know the language at all. I was just kind of thrown into the deep end of the water. And my host families didn't know English, so... 
as you can imagine, I was terribly lonely. And one of the ways I alleviated that loneliness was that I went online a lot. And I would talk to friends. I would talk to random people. And that's pretty much how I spent most of my days. And one day, uh, I was this guy started talking to me. He found my picture on some social media site at the time. And he found me very attractive, and he thought I was a, or sorry, he was a uh, ginormous uh, pervert, I believe is the word. And he would tell me basically about all his weird fetishes. So he really liked, for instance, being peed on. He liked pantyhose. And I was really intrigued by it. And because I was talking to him online, it felt very safe. It wasn't like, you know, some guy on the bus telling me what he was into, right? And so... I was kind of grossed out, but also intrigued, and so I didn't, you know, uh, block him or anything right away. I was made conversation with him when I was bored, and he always wanted to meet me. Like he was kind of grooming me a little bit, and he was trying to convince me to come out and meet him. And I wasn't gonna do that. So no interest in that. And eventually, he got over it, and he was like, "All right, well, I know you're never gonna meet me, but you know, I really think that your piss should be bottled and sold." Mm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Make money on that. Right? And I was thinking he was just talking dirty in his own little way. I didn't really take it seriously. Uh, so I called what I thought was his bluff and I was like, all right, we'll buy it then. And he's like, okay, I will. And I. Uh, How much did you sell it for? I'll get to that. Get oh, to that. damn it. I was like, I want to know. <laughs> want numbers. There's a market for this. So we, we made a little negotiation, and I sent him a 12-ounce bottle of my urine, and two weeks later, I got $250 in the mail. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit of a light bulb moment for me. I was like, wow, this guy found me. What would happen if I went looking for guys like this? Like, mm-hmm. this was just kind of an accident. What would happen if I really kind of saw, you know, what's out there? And I did some research, and I found websites where they were like eBay, where they were auction sites, and instead of just, you know, selling your old whatever dining room table, uh, it was for women selling their used panties and their used socks and shoes and that sort of thing. And so I started off there selling panties, pantyhose, pretty much anything. Like, I, I sold some crazy stuff, too, like tampons and, like... Used tampons. Yeah, used tampons. I just suggested this to my girlfriend, who's a new mom, the used panty thing. I was oh, like, yeah. there's a whole market because she's bored out of her mind. So this is... <laughs> yeah. I didn't know urine was Good a thing. thing. To do when you're bored. I, like I know. i like, that's pretty, great. Yeah, pretty much anything you can harvest off your body, you can sell to someone. Hmm. And I started doing that for a while, and I was making pretty good money, and it just kind of progressed from there. I would pay attention to what other girls were doing online. And from there, I found out how to set up my own phone lines. So I got paid per minute. So it was like phone sex, but different because I kind of came into the industry in this fetishy angle. So the guys that would talk to me, they wouldn't be interested in in just normal phone sex. They would want to be, they're usually very submissive and they wanted to be talked down to and humiliated and degraded. And so I sort of blossomed into this uh, cyber dominatrix I think is maybe the best kind of term for it besides humiliatrix. And from there, I started doing webcam shows. And then I do videos now. And they're all, it's just me and the camera, point of view. So I have, you know, a tripod set up. It's me looking directly into the camera and talking to it. And so when the viewer watches it, it feels like I'm talking directly to them. 
And it's only one person at a time, one viewer at a time. So if it's a cam show, it's one person at a time. Okay. Uh, but I also do pre-recorded videos, so that's just sold to the masses. And that is what I do today. So I sell videos, I do cam, I sell you know used whatnots, and I have phone lines. Is this global, or is that because it started in Japan? But is there a market for it all over? So it started in Japan, but the guy that I sold my urine to, he wasn't Japanese. He was just this American guy that lived in New York. Oh. It is, like, I do have a lot of fans, um, especially in the UK, uh, around Europe, but Australia, a lot of uh, Western countries. Most of the Asian countries have my site blocked, and so I don't get a whole lot of uh, clientele that way. But it, it, is, it does stretch outside of the U.S. Mm. I tried watching porn in Thailand. It didn't work. I know. I was like, damn it. Deciding. Yeah. And Never yeah. going back. I know. Never. <laughs> that, so, okay. So, people, and you have your own site. It's a private, you have a private site, and so people go through there. Yeah, I have a member's website. So, it's crlynch.com, and that's a subscription based website where guys pay a monthly fee to get so many videos streaming. And then I also have various um, pay per view platform sites that I sell the videos individually. Okay. And then I do webcam over Skype. It's super safe. I mean, that's that's yeah, great. I, yeah, I do everything online. Like, I don't meet anyone in person. Mm-hmm. And I'm so. sure people have offered you. They're probably like, I will give you seven figures to show up at my door tomorrow. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I'm okay with this. Yeah. Cam. It, it's like a safe zone. Mm-hmm. It happens, but not that often. I think I've been doing this long enough and kind of built my brand that guys that know me kind of know the deal and know that I don't do in-person sessions. What's the most interesting thing someone has wanted to purchase from you that you're, you have used or has been from your body? Let's see. The most interesting thing... Or like out there thing. Okay, so I sold what I called my toe jam. And what <laughs> I did was I took a jar of jam and I put it like into a, like a big glass pan and I stepped all over it and took a bunch of pictures and videos and stuff. And then I scraped the jam off my feet and put them into like tiny little baby food jars and then sold that individually. Oh, that's per jar. genius. What do you think people did with it? Eat it? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, definitely. Love it, that. Interesting. There's like, so like, I think it's amazing because people probably have a lot of shame behind these desires, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the viewers that are wanting this and, and, it's great that the internet is such an outlet to sort of honor these people's desires. It's consensual on your part. And I'm sure it's just, I mean, there's a platform for this and this is what we're about. The shame free, like feeling good about your sexuality. So, and that pretty much anything that you can think of people, someone's into it, if not like oh a yeah. bunch of people, but it's just, it's so, so dynamic in terms of the interests and right. It's yeah. an abyss. Yeah, Isn't it is. Rule forty three of the internet. Are you guys familiar with that? <laughs> no. Rule forty. I think it's forty three. It might be some other number, but it's uh, if someone's into it, uh, or, or if it exists, it, someone's, someone's into jerking it. off to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, someone's jerking off to it. Yeah. yeah. What do people do before the internet? That always blows my mind. I guess they would just seek it out. They would go to different channels and find it. Well, and I think there's also when there's not outlets for it, a lot of people are trying to get it in ways that aren't the most consensual too like there's not safe avenues for them to go and get those things fulfilled so like there's i mean and i think things like that me think like peeping toms and people are really turned on by being a voyeur and that still happens right but i think the internet gives people even easier access to be a voyeur because you have it all right there when you didn't have it before i think also the internet has created fetishes Mm. because a lot of what I do can't really, or wasn't, it wasn't easy to realize it before. Mm. 
so some of the stranger fantasies uh, that people have, there was there was no access to uh, that sort of content until the internet existed. And I I don't know I'm not like a professional psychologist or anything, but I suspect that the internet has kind of made people made their fetishes grow in different ways. Yeah, yeah, by having access to the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell you a story? Yes, I listened to one of your episodes on your podcast. I heard mm-hmm. about. Uh, champagne enema. Mm. I saw you do the champagne enema yeah. at Burning Man. <laughs> she told me about it too. I was like, yeah. that is amazing. <laughs> I was so it excited. Was, so the reason why I want to share this story was because, <clears throat> so we had just went out and watched the sunset on like the, the deep playa. Well, not deep playa, but you know, we're like the abyss of playa. And uh, may have been under the influence of some things. And we're coming back all like, la, 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 I'm fuzzy. And we walk back into the camp. And you're up on one RV. And you're like, you guys, I'm going to do a champagne enema. And I'm like, (laughs) look over there. And then you're getting, someone's putting the enema and pouring champagne in your ass. But the the, the entertaining part to me wasn't, wasn't, that's not my first enema I have seen um, from someone doing, my first champagne enema, but not my first just like, and my thing. Anyways, on the other RV though, the the guys over there, they're just their jaws dropped, and they're that's so hot, and just like like as if like it would just stop traffic, like they were about to just like run into a wall or something. And I was like so entertained by the captivation it does to people who might not even have an interest in enemas. No, I don't even think that enemas themselves are super sexy, but it was, you know, glorified in that moment. And their response was just, I mean, you can, you can maybe share more about, about that moment. I know that you, I think you, that wasn't the first time that you did it at Burning Man, right? There was some other mimosas sunrise thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. totally. It's a mind fucks people who haven't seen that before. Yeah, right? I just imagine so yeah. many bubbles. Like, how does it work? <laughs> like, that's what I'm trying to think. Cause I can't, slam a lot of champagne at once so well it comes in very slowly I, okay. I assume you know like what an enema bag looks like yes the kind of tube that comes down is pretty thin so it's not like you're chugging champagne into your ass although the other term for it is butt chugging <laughs> <laughs> it's true. but it comes in slowly yeah. enough that it's yeah you're not gonna foam up too quickly or okay. anything is a slow pour yes a slow pour great bartender whoever's pouring yeah. <laughs> yeah. steady hand yes my favorite part about doing a champagne enema in front of people who haven't seen it before is that they have this like unsureness and fear and they usually say something like, when does it come out? Yeah. Like, are, are you going to like spray this out everywhere? And actually your body just absorbs it all. Do is you get really drunk? Oh yeah. 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 That's what I thought. Like you had to get, yeah. yeah. Cause that's like straight into the bloodstream. You get drunk really quickly and you actually get over being drunk very quickly too. Oh, what yeah. passes you mean? Yeah. It passes very quickly. Oh, so wow. do you hydrate a lot before this? Or you make sure that you're not like, yeah, I probably you? should. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Note to self <laughs> listeners. If you do, do the champagne enema, be really hydrated before, but because it's alcohol, right? So when you're actually doing it in an enema, you have to make sure that you're hydrated or you have saline in it so that your body doesn't absorb it. Because the intention of most enemas, if you're doing it for like health reasons, is so that it'll come in and out. But because it's alcohol, your body just absorbs it and that's hence why you get drunk so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was fascinated by... So let's talk about that, about okay. um, the response that you get from from folks from... Is it is mostly men? Uh, that I do champagne enemas in uh, front that of, just or? respond to all of it, sh- <laughs> all of it, champagne enemas, your, that your, that your internet site, you know, all the things, is it mostly, is there a demographic, specific demographic? 
Like, is it hetero men mostly, or are there any? That, other? Sorry, what are we talking about? My, the, you, any of your, your, your work, fans? My work, okay. The fans, yeah. Because champagne, that's not something I do on camera. Yeah, or okay. That's but, just, uh, but it was just men that we saw. Party, that like, hanging like a party out. Trip. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, all my clients online are completely men. Okay. Hundred percent. And they're mostly American. Mostly American, uh-huh. but like I said, a lot of uh, UK, Canadian, European, mm. um, Australian, a lot of Middle Eastern as well. Okay. Do they, do you get to know their relationship status at all? Like, are they married? Are they single? You don't really ever find out. I mean, sometimes I do not necessarily, but yeah, there's certainly a lot of married men and guys in relationships. Definitely. I just like highlighting the diversity of, of folks that have, um, fetishes or just interests. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, it really is diverse. A lot of people ask me like, what type of guy solicits my services? And from what I can tell, there is no type, Mm -hmm. right? All ages, all races, all levels of class. It's all on the spectrum. Would you suggest this, like if we have a listener out there looking to make money that it does resonate with them on some level, is it something that you, you know, would feel comfortable with saying, like, be a part of that? Or is that, because it's consensual work, um, it is helping people on some level tap into their desires. Is it something that you would suggest, I mean, openly to like people out there that are into dominatrix, humiliatrix, that kind of thing? I might be changing my um, your profession. Yeah, I might be. Sorry, <laughs> like I just was just wondering. Yeah. yeah, on a level of one to ten, what is the the uh, you know uh, amazingness of your work? <laughs> You're asking if I would recommend other yeah. women yeah. getting into the work. Yeah, if it speaks to them, do it. Why not? It's it's pretty cool time to be a sex worker. I think especially like this because there's no need for a middleman. So there's less. You're not going to get exploited if it's just you and your camera and your laptop. So I think it's awesome if. There's e- there's really um, easy ways of just easing into it as well. Like I I would recommend someone just starting out, maybe just doing phone lines at first, because that's how I really learned about these weird little niche fetishes, and that's how I learned to talk to these guys, and that really helped inform then my how I would conduct my cam shows and how I would make my videos. So there's really easy ways of dipping your toe into it and seeing if it's for you and going from there. And the FOSTA laws, that's why I was hesitant to even say sex work. I was like, I don't know if I want to say that on the podcast because I didn't know, I don't know what the, I mean, that has to affect on some level your work. That the But you're on a, you're a private site. It doesn't okay. affect private sites. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, it's my own website and then the platform site that I sell my videos, it's, it's a porn site. So. And more okay. of the issue, yeah. they're not really affecting porn. They're affecting sex workers who are actually touching Like on Craigslist that bodies. are, oh, right. that physical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I use the term sex work pretty loosely. I think it could be argued that what I do is not sex work because I don't take off my clothes. I don't need anyone. I don't touch anyone. But at the end of the day, I'm helping guys jerk off. So yeah, I think it applies. I mean, I I co-own a business that sells vibrators, including masturbation sleeves. So I mean, you helping people jerk off too. But it's and yeah, it's I think that's a good umbrella term to have everyone hang out all together and not have a hierarchy of one profession. Like it's it's okay that I'm selling dildos, but if someone's having sex with people for money, that that's a lesser of a job, which is right. I don't agree with hierarchy. So. Yeah, it's but yeah, horror, yeah, it's <laughs> bullshit. So what do you um? And other than it, money and it's a profession, but like, what does it feel like to be in this role as you're, you know, on the cam and you're working with someone in this dynamic where you're the, you know, the dominant humiliator? Um, how how does it feed you? I'm sure it does in a way. You know, it's, it isn't your average job. I don't take it very seriously. I think it's all a bit silly. <laughs> 
It's entertaining. Yeah, it's just kind of fun, and I get a kick out of it in a just humorous sort of way. Not not necessarily that I'm laughing at my clients, although I guess I do sometimes kind of get paid to, but I just think it's so bizarre and silly because I don't share any of these fetishes personally, and it's very intriguing to me how different people are and how just the weird things that they're into. So I, even though obviously I'm very much involved in it, I also try to always step back and kind of look at it from the outside in. And when I do that, I just think it's kind of funny. It's Mm. hilarious. Does your podcast encompass your stories, like your humiliatrix stories? Not too often. Okay. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Because I actually haven't listened to an episode. I will sure. now that I'm I'm really intrigued. You have an amazing podcast voice. Why? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. My podcast is called Standard Standard Deviation, and it's I record it with my roommate Kevin, and it's mostly us just having conversations about current events or politics or basically anything that comes up, taboos, drugs. We we might think a little highly of ourselves. We kind of thought that our conversations in general were pretty interesting, so we just decided to start recording them, and that's how it started. Mm. So it's 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 kind of a way... It, it, I'm not... It's not totally separate from what I do, but it is something else I'm doing besides... Mm. Look, uh, I know that congressman. I've actually humiliated him on camera before. <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah, There's yeah. got to be a lot of that happening. There probably. Come on. Did they For sign? Sure. Is there a non-disclosure agreement? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does anyone ever ask you sign this, and then you can humiliate the shit out of it? Well, <laughs> I don't see a lot of the guys. So oh, okay. That's that's true. True. Oh, yeah, they see you, but you don't see them. I mean, oh, they could. Yeah. It's it's up to them whether they want to turn on their camera or not. And I imagine if it's you know someone in the, that's the congressman or celebrity, if they're smart, they're not going to turn on their camera. Yeah, so. they're hiding. Yeah. Um, okay, I had a question. What was my question? Amelia Drix, I had a question, but I just totally lost it. Oh, okay found it so if say <laughs> amy's process we've actually had a sex question that was asking this question and they had a partner that was really into i don't remember if it was humiliation but it was some sort of fetish that um that they were they were not that comfortable with and they're wondering like what do i do my partner's really into this thing i forgot what it was i don't know if it was cross-dressing or it was some sort of thing and um and they weren't they were not necessarily on board, but they didn't really know how to deal with it because it was important to their partner and they wanted to support it them. might have been golden showers because I think we talked about it for a minute. It was a golden shower one. It yeah. was yes. maybe. So say but just some sort of fetish. So what would your, your advice be if someone if a partner comes and says, Hey, I have a fetish, I'm really into it, and the other partner is like, Ooh, I'm not into it. What is your advice for them? My advice would be to hopefully you can well. My advice would be first to get a time machine and have that conversation a lot <laughs> earlier before you're in a serious relationship. That's true. But, but some people hold it because right. they have shame, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my advice would be because you got to respect your partner's no, and if they're just not into it, then you can't push them, you know, maybe to some degree, but at some point you have to just take their no. Um, I would try to maybe negotiate a deal where that person can maybe see a dominatrix on the side and, and get their rocks off that mm. way. Like make it, con- they, they would have a deal where they knew that their partner was doing that and they yeah. could go and have that. There you go. I like that. It makes sense to me. I mean, if my partner came up to me and he was like, hey, I'm really into, I don't know, wearing diapers or whatever. And for me, that's a little off-putting and it's not something I could see myself getting into. So 
I would be perfectly fine if it was just like, hey, go do what you need to do and, and get your kicks off somewhere else so I don't have to deal with that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I support you in going and getting that. When you're out in, in the world, I don't know your partner's situation and, and just wondering, like, is that something that is difficult when you are, if you're partnered already, then is your partner comfortable with that? And if not, like, is it something that is, is hard for, because I feel like being in the sex toy industry, I get a lot of judgment from people like, oh, so you're a sex worker. I'm like, no. And I support sex work or, oh, you're a porn star. And I'm like, no, I support that. But I'm in this line of work trying to explain that. And I just don't know about your navigation through that. And if you can, I don't know, share your story with me because I'm curious. Yeah, I'm single right now. I've been in relationships while I've been doing this work. And for me, it hasn't been an issue. The cool thing about what I do is it's kind of a loophole in the sex industry from other people's point of view. It doesn't have as much stigma as being a stripper or a prostitute or something like that. Again, because I don't take off my clothes, I don't meet anyone, I don't touch anyone. Wait, you don't take off your clothes? No. Oh, you're always covering the your your nipples and yeah. your... Yeah, oh. it's, it's... Yeah, it's... Bold. I mean, I, I take off... I dress sexy, but I don't show anything. Oh, so no one has actually seen your beeve on the air? No. What? Your beeve has been... Mis- you can still run for president. I support. You can, and you can well, actually... You can hold that. <laughs> like, you, no one's ever seen my beeve. Well, that's part of the the appeal of what I yeah. do. Like, that's part of my brand is you're not worthy of seeing me naked. Oh, but you could also eventually sell the beef shop for a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. No. Just like yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. That will come later. Yeah. yeah. But I would lose a lot of my audience by doing that. Ah, and I'd probably gain yeah. other people. But yeah, yeah that's kind of how, that's, that's my brand. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the relationship question. So people hear what I do and they generally think it's pretty fucking cool. Like, they, they feel like I've found this loophole where I, I make the money that sex workers make, but without the stigma as much. And I don't, I wish that there was no stigma for any type of sex work. I wish it wasn't, I wish, you know, I wish it wasn't a loophole. It was just open when people hear about that sort of thing. But um, it's never really been a big deal. That oftentimes, like if I'm going on a first date, there might be some just kind of confusion about what I do, like being just wrapping their head around it a bit, but it's personally never been an issue. I also live in a very liberal city. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. I'm sure if I lived in Oklahoma, I love the amount of strip story. clubs in Portland. By the way, it's like my f- that's why it's one of my favorite places. I love oh, the strip yeah. club. Are we allowed Ask to say Amy? where you live now? All the, all the people. Oh, they're gonna search. Are we all not allowed? <laughs> I don't know. No, oh, it's shit. okay. I've okay. Had before. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> just making sure. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. What what strip clubs have you gone to? Oh, what was the one where they serve you steak? Is that a lot of them? Acropolis. Yeah, they're Acropolis. Yes. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember all the names either because it's been a minute, a few years. Yeah, there's been a strip to a club, few. There's a strip club with really good steak and then there's a vegan strip club. The vegan oh, strip vegan club I've been to as well. Yeah, Casa Diablo. Yes, that was good. That I'm sounds like, like a great time. So it is so it like good. a Portobello stick? No, 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 no. Those are two different Those are we're talking th- about. I yeah. know, but oh. is it still... Do they have portobello oh, sticks? Oh, the... you says vegans. Okay, I still combine vegan steak. Yeah, okay. You're pretty. <laughs> That's what April's been saying. All right, everyone. So if you've never listened to any of their episodes, I have more brains, I swear. She's super smart. That's why I love saying that. Yeah, you can say that to me sometimes, too, when I say I some funny things. I would never say that to you. Because sometimes That's I do have a moment. That's what you hate the most is when people say, like, good thing you're pretty or something. Yeah. yeah. I have had that before in business where I was like... Go fuck yourself. I am slowly killing you right now in my brain. <laughs> but I'm yes. a pacifist, so I wasn't. You will die now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, so tell us your website one more time. 
So it's sierralynch.com. Oh, I said Sierra. Shit. It's okay. Sierra. Sierra. Yeah. Every, everyone says okay. Sierra. Okay. So so we don't spell worry about it. it. Spell so it. it's C-E-A-R-A-L-Y-N-C-H. And when people get onto the website, what happens? What do they do? Well, you get the whole are you 18 and over thing. And you say you're very, very honest, no matter what age you are. And if you're over 18, you say enter. And then it's a page mostly you'll just see a series of my videos and my personal website is mostly about that. Like if you uh, subscribe to it, it's you get access to about a thousand streaming videos of mine. And then, you know, if you look around a little bit, there's you'll see a bio and how to contact me for webcam and that sort of thing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's supporting you directly, not through a cam service, which is great because mm. I know a lot of we, we deal with a lot of cam services for through hot octopus through my company, which we sell high end masturbators. So I love that you're getting all the money. Yes. I'm I'm fortunate in that I started so young and I had the time to kind of build my name. So I don't use any of the cam sites. Uh, guys just if they want to buy what I have to offer, they know how to reach me on Skype. So cool. It's pretty cool. That's nice. Brilliant. I know, I like it. This is empowered women. Taking over the world. Right. By humiliating. Inspirational the sh- right here. I like it. <laughs> Hashtag love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one other question. Sure. On the opposite side of the question I asked before, say someone has a fetish and it's something that they have shame about and it's they're someone who wants someone to piss all over them. Or and we keep using that example. Um, and they have a partner and they're Let's scared to tell them. Play. Scat play, ooh, yeah, they like they like have, they like being pooped on, yeah, or be, or pooping on someone, whatever, right. one of the two. Um, what is your recommendation for? And they're terrified of having this conversation with someone. How do they bring it up? What do they say? They do not have that conversation. They dwell in their shame, and then they contact me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because I've I've listened to your guys's podcast a few times, and I love your uh, mission mm-hmm. to to. Uh, eradicate shame but at the same time i wonder how much business i would really have oh my god your business is shame (laughs) (laughs) this is true but people will always need the desire to go sometimes i think outside of their norm right and to like perhaps they are married let's say heterosexual man that doesn't want to bring um, that into their relationship, and maybe you can be honest about it. But I think it, it, like there will always be room for folks that are doing what you're doing, which I think is yeah. great. There will always be room, but I do often wonder if everyone was just so comfortable telling their partners what they're into and being so open, my business would probably take a bit of a dip. But what I would also say is that a lot of people get off to just having something mysterious or secretive or just or theirs too. Yeah, a new person. Yeah. So I think that no matter what, the business would be there to a certain degree because of that factor. Even if they had a relationship, relationship where they could tell everything, for some reason having this other new, mysterious, exciting thing is still extra hot. So true. Yeah. I, I don't think you'd be out of a job. And no. plus, shame's never going away, ever. It's just a part of being human. Yeah. In this day and age, at least, I don't know what it was like a long time ago, but I think it's always been hanging out. I asked Chris Ryan actually. I was like, "Do animals feel shame?" I forgot what he said. Do you remember his answer? No, I don't. We can ask. But him yeah, I think I feel like I've had a dog that was shameful <laughs> yes, in the past. Yes, I'm I've pretty sure, it. like a dog was like, "Oh damn it, I did that. I <laughs> ate your tampons," and I was like, "You little shit." I'm pretty sure. Just because you're yelling and they're like, I wasn't yelling. I was like, dude, what'd you do? Because they had a guilty ass look on their face. Right. Well, dogs are like that. You can't do that with a cat. No. Shame on you. It's like in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, 
yeah, cats are a little more independent. They're like, fuck you, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. But I don't know about. I didn't even do that. Yeah, I didn't do that. But I don't know about non-domesticated animals if they don't share as much shame. But probably. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've seen a gorilla jerk off at the zoo when I was seven. Uh, I have a friend. Didn't feel shame there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who's in the scat play. His name is Monty, our dog. <laughs> our dog He's mascot. He's in the scat play? He likes eating cat poop. I'm never letting Loves him it. kiss me again. Yeah, watch out. And then when you see him and you're like, Monty, he just looks at you, drops it, and just looks so ashamed. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're still talking about a dog. I thought you were talking about one of your clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cat poop? <laughs> you haven't heard of that one yet, right? Well, yeah. possible. I, I've talked to some scat guys before, but not, but not scat guys who are into cat poop. Mm, I once had a guy who was into just the most degrading thing possible that I could think of for him to do. And I had him go into his backyard and dig for dog poop and put, put it in on his mouth what? and put it in his mouth. Yeah. And he so, did it. Wow. Yeah. Does, but he's not filming. He's talking to telling this is over you. Cam. Okay. Yeah. So you can see him. Did he? Mm-hmm. Come, this guy. I he can told see you. Yeah. Oh, you could see him, and he came back with it, and then mm-hmm. ate it. Yeah. Did he eat it, or did he just spit it out after? I think he, he just kind of suckled it. Oh man. Yeah. And April's face is is cringing a little bit. Yeah. You obviously wouldn't be able to be on no. the the humiliation. That would not be my no. choice. Of, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be my choice of what I would want done to me. You I'd probably pray. pick some like choke. Well, you can, well okay yeah wait so if I'm into choking and I want you to like. <laughs> Just really like do some kind of, you know, <laughs> hardcore, somewhat violent stuff. Would you have me choke myself? You would tell me to choke myself? Well, that's a tricky thing. And I think I know, it kind of gets back to a conversation about men and women because I don't think, I think men like to be humiliated more than women. Like, I think okay. women more like to be objectified. Yeah. It's a different feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and I'm making generalizations yeah. here, obviously. But the, but the, the level of humiliation that I'll give some men or, or that what they seek out from me, I don't really know personally or, or see that in women in the same way. Why do you think men like to humili- be humiliated versus women liking to be objectified? Like, why, why would men like to be humiliated? Um, maybe because... Mommy issues. <laughs> maybe because... This always comes to the parents. Maybe because our fetishes often come from taboos and men in society are supposed to be strong and dominant and to humiliate them is particularly taboo similarly with women you know we have feminism you know all this stuff we're supposed to be fighting against objectification so it makes it more enticing so do you think uh, the desire to be objectified for women is stronger now because of this feminist thing and like a hundred years ago in the victorian era less women would have gotten off to being objectified because it was normal to be... Um, Maybe. I guess they weren't really objectified. They were just like a possession to be kept in a closet. And it's a little different. Yeah, it was more of a reality than yeah. kind of this yeah. naughty taboo. I don't know. That's, I that's mean, a, that is the logical conclusion to what I just said, but yeah. I'm not sure. I'm always interested in like the psychology behind... And, and not that... I, I also am I'm, I'm interested... And I also don't think that there's one way to find, you know, there's not one answer for all of it and nor would it be helpful because then we try to find the cure for the problem, you know? And so it's, it's nature, it's nurture. It's a lot of, it's a lot of nurture and a lot of of experience. And Dan Savage makes the point that like some people are into spanking because they were spanked as a kid and some people are into spanking because they were never spanked as a kid. Yeah, exactly. So So you can't, yeah, there's no like perfect root cause for everyone. Yeah. I like that. Keep it diverse, everyone. Mm. Okay. Website, one more again. Ciara. Ciara, yeah. you got it. CiaraLynch.com. Mm-hmm. People go there, sign up, 
the sign up and then you have a uh, like a mailing list and then there's also to just sign up to be a member yes okay and also check out your podcast yes please standard deviation standard deviation oh. love that on itunes title google play yeah are you on spotify yet i believe so Sweet. nice yeah. all the places check hey, it out i have a question what do you think of margins wine it's delicious. Oh, yeah, you're drinking margins wine. I am. Thank you for bringing this. I, we, were br- we were drinking something else, and compared to that, this is like more fruity, I'd uh-huh. say. Yes. It's I a like Mouvedre. It. Mouvedre. She okay. takes, so the winemaker is, it's all women run. She takes underrepresented grape varietals. So Mouvedre is not very common in California. And then from underrepresented regions, and then it's totally organic, sulfite free, raw, pretty much. And it's in small batches. So it's so yummy. Wow. Yeah, like, can, where was it made? Uh, Santa Cruz. Santa she Cruz. makes oh, it cool. up in the mountains in Santa Cruz. Uh, you can get it in California. I think you can get it some places in Oregon, but you can go to marginswine.com and get your bottle now if you're out there listening. Um, almost every, I think it's like a 99% approval rating of that wine, I swear, because everybody loves it. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Shameless Sex 10 gets you 10% off three more bottles. Shameless Sex 15 gets you 15% off six or more bottles. So Christmas is coming, y'all. You can send it to my address. I'll give it to you it's right Hanukkah now. Just now. Hanukkah now. Oh, it's Hanukkah. All the things. Yeah. Or even if you don't celebrate the holidays. Kwanzaa. I'll take Kwanzaa gifts. When is Kwanzaa? 20, is it, it's like right after is Christmas. Is it one day or multiple No, that's days? Boxing Day, isn't it? That's one day after. What is that, Canadian? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, I just learned what Boxing Day is. What boxing is Day is, it's celebrated like through Australia and all these places. It's the day after Christmas. And... God damn it, I got really excited because I knew what it was, but now I forget exactly what it is. I think it has something to do with... Fuck me, damn it. I thought I had Muhammad it, but I didn't. Muhammad Ali but it, boxing. It's no. the yeah. day after Christmas, and I think, okay. it's more to, I think it's more in reference to the boxes that gifts come in. Oh, really? Than oh. actual, like, yeah, Muhammad Ali type so boxing. Not, I knew it was the day after Christmas, but I actually didn't, or the... Yeah, I guess it's just Christmas, but I didn't know what it was for, yeah, actually. Yeah, I think it's so. like, yeah, most people around the world, or at least in Western countries, they have like an extended three-day Christmas. There's Christmas Eve, oh. Christmas, and then Boxing Day. I like that. Mm. Well, Ciara, really great to meet you and great to learn about what you're doing. I, I love it. I love it. I'm like, oh, I want to like go pee on someone. I accidentally <laughs> did some, you know, some points in my life, but I would love to get paid for that. You really, yeah, you're, but leaving, it wouldn't you're be, leaving this it'd be really a virtual like pee. You want to go pee on someone? That's yeah. what you're leaving it with? Maybe. I mean, Maybe I'm tonight. I'm sleeping I'm with scared. you tonight. <laughs> Take Better it. cut me off the wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no drinking liquids after 10 p.m. <laughs> no, but I think the work you're doing is great. So thank you yeah. for sharing this little bit of your time with us. And thank I, you. I, and I went one oh, shot yeah. before, before we finish because it's the holidays. When is this going on the air? This is the week after next week. Mid-December? No, like, like right. this is like right before. You know what? It might be Christmas Day. Ooh. It's very possible. Oh. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. If you celebrate, I'm trying to figure out. Um, uh, yeah, if you are listening um, in the month of December of 2018, Pure Pleasure is doing a uh, holiday special where um, if you spend $50 or more on their website, purepleasureshop.com, you can use the coupon code SHAMELESSSEX, no, SHAMELESSPP in all caps. You get 15% off. That's always there. And you get a free Orgasm 101 online class when you spend over $50. Oh, yeah. So just give me a little shout out. If you want to learn about orgasms, this is for all bodies. Who doesn't want to learn that? So go check that out. And uh, everyone, even if you're not going to become a member of uh, SierraLynch.com, Ciara, damn it, SierraLynch.com, go check it out. And maybe she'll sell you on her awesomeness because she's pretty awesome. 
Man, check out the podcast. Yep. You're listening Standard right now. The podcast. Deviation. Check it out. Yeah. We're going to be on yours too, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Soon. Looking yeah. forward to continuing this conversation. I know. Me too. Here we go. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Shameless Sex. Remember to rate us on iTunes. We love five stars and we read every single one. So we'll see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.